0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson. Hi guys,
1: it's fucking happening.
2: Oh, it, oh, right, what's happening? Are you shitting yourself again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, the the, the the news, I mean, we'll talk about it properly but in a bit, but I fucking told you it would happen.
3: I'd say it's happening should have a question mark after it.
2: It's still not happening. Uh, an official bid has been made. Dave, I've yeah. had official bids for things on Gumtree before that have not gone through.
1: <laughs> well, there's a fit and proper person's test. Like, a you know, the, is the owner. A
2: why are we so, part? why are we knee deep in, have you learned nothing, Dave, about how this podcast works? What our listeners are expecting right now is six or seven minutes <laughs> Of utter bullshit, nothing to do with football, <laughs> and you're talking about fish and proper this. person.
1: <laughs> we could talk about my brand new car if you like. Oh yeah, what's yeah. going on? What's going on, Dave? You've changed? <laughs> yeah, I've got myself. I've, I've ninety mile an hour into twatville. I've got myself a BMW. Eat what? <laughs>
2: I don't understand what's going on there. Are you siphoning off all our um, <laughs> revenue? I don't understand. I picture you. I, You're the sort of person I, I've always pictured having arguments with bus conductors about how... <laughs> about how... Your uh, bus ticket has got lost in the lining of your coat.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything changed since I moved up north, mate. It's uh, the land of milk and honey up here. Are you? Oh. Ba- I- I- Are you the northern powerhouse? They're <laughs> <laughs> you- yeah, just me. That's. I- I'm. I'm. Uh, you know, I'm Atlas holding up the world up here. That's, that's what's going on amazing it's black yeah it's like a batmobile it's wicked you've
2: got a black bmw yeah. have you become <laughs> are you, have you become an uber Lux driver <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. or a drug dealer it's one of the two Surely, i
2: don't understand what it is you do dave i don't understand why you've suddenly gone from someone who can't afford to buy a round to someone who's like <laughs> Staying in business hotels, buying BMWs, and marrying women. I don't <laughs> Singular, not plural. I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I mean, well, in fact, here's here's what we'll, we'll do. I mean, first of all, I don't know if you've read the terms and conditions. Of the contract to buy the BMW, because I'm sure I'm assuming you haven't bought it outright, Dave. You've bought it on a lease, right? Have you bought it outright?
1: No, I bought it outright. I'm afraid.
2: Outright? Is it second hand?
1: Yeah, of course it is. I'm not is. a You're ridiculous not. human.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I was just I was just um, looking through the um, the documents from the purchase, Dave, and um, apparently. There's, there's some small print that you might want to take a proper look at because it's a bit worrying. It says, this season we've teamed up with Labrooks and we'll be bringing you <laughs> plenty of specials. Uh, new, subs- <laughs> 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 new subscribers can have up to £50 of free bets matched at uh, bet.newcastlepodcast.com. So deposit £50 pounds and get an extra £50 pounds deposited in your account. And uh, we'll be tweeting all of that on our account. Um, that's what it says in the T's and C's, in the small print of your purchase. To be honest,
1: it sounds a good deal. I, I, I don't mind that being slung in there.
2: To be honest, that didn't really work as a comic device, did it? Because I sort of said, oh, you might want to have a look at the... Small print on your BMW, Dave, because there's a good offer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone
3: would have thought of that unless you hadn't just said
2: <laughs> it's fine. It was fine. No, let's just sit down and talk about this. Let's really analyze it. No, well, to be honest, I think we're all going to be buying BMW soon because we're going to be rich because yep. we're getting taken over but first of all with the formula of uh, the Newcastle and that, uh, as tenuous as that is I think we should start by talking about Saturday's game yeah I, d- I feel like that's important to me that we do that yeah okay. you we've know, got some rules did you watch the game Dave? yes
1: Uh, go ahead what did you think? Um uh- I think as a few people have said, like certainly Rafa said, that it was a good first half hour. Uh, we played well, good intensity, Um and we—I mean—we weren't matching them because I don't think they really started the game well at all. But we did. We started out the blocks well. I thought that um naming the four-four-two was—I mean—it wasn't exactly a four-four-two with Hossley was playing slightly deeper, but. It's as close to a four-four-two as we're likely to see, and I was surprised to see that because I don't think we've got the players to go up against any team in the Premier League four-four-two. Let alone a team like Man U. So I was a bit surprised, but then I suppose is this Rafa's
2: it- midlife crisis, along with the ghost? <laughs> just suddenly, like dabbling in four-four-two,
3: it did feel like one of the worst times to try it as well when you're up against the midfield with Paul Pogba in there and we've got Shelby who doesn't really defend you basically Isaac Hayden has to cover the back four
2: but having said that sorry I I interrupted you mid flow Dave but I mean I thought the first half was um possibly the best I'd seen us play this season
1: yeah, we were playing. We were creating some really. This is going to sound a bit wanky. We making some really nice like, Sorry, patterns I just, I just on the
2: pitch. Hit at the microphone, you know, was
3: so angry with me, Dave. I don't know just why I hit the, the
2: microphone, <laughs> microphone just
1: accidentally. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Um, no, we 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 put some nice nice moves together. We were making some nice patterns of play. Um, it was certainly um, expansive and. One thing that a mate of mine suggested is that this was kind of a free hit for us because we went there not really expecting to get anything. So this is a good opportunity to test out a four-four-two against Premier League opposition and see what we can do, see how the the patterns of play move, see if there's any like um, glare Because if it, if it pans out quite well against Man U, then maybe we can use it against someone like Southampton or. Sure, but that, you know. that,
2: that's a theory. But then the other side, you could say that it doesn't tell you that much because the standard of playing that you are playing against, mm. you know, playing if four four two works or doesn't work against Manu, that doesn't tell you whether it's going to work or not work against Swansea. Yeah.
1: I think no, but it's it, sorry, go on, Paul.
3: I think it was a bit tactically naive. I mean, Manu were amazing, and there is nothing to say that. Second beaten, half. Yeah, but getting beaten 4-1 might have been the best we could have got under any circumstances. You never know. But I I think if there's one team you don't want to play 4-4-2 against, it's one with a midfield that's that athletic and mobile and strong. Yeah. It seems an odd one for Benitez, who, like if McLaren or Pardew had named the same starting lineup and formation, I think they would have rightly got a lot of stick
1: pelters, yeah. yeah. But then That's, the other thing that on. you've got to bear in mind, just dead uh, quick, is that with the players that we've got available and the form that they're in, like we didn't have, we couldn't have played like a four-one-two uh, with Marino and Hayden and Shelby in the centre of the park, and like try to be solid in the centre park and deny them because Marino's out. We can't play that kind of game with Diarme because he's shit. We couldn't play the traditional like Rafa Benitez's traditional four-two-three-one because Perez has been pretty poor um, in that number ten role, and we don't have anybody to take on that role. And also, Hossellu hasn't been playing well up front on his own; he's not been scoring goals. So this was ha- like with the players, the resources I have available, and the form that they're in, and everything else. What is the best way to set out this team? And 442 seems it seemed like a reasonable um decision with with what we've got available the only thing i maybe would have changed is um not had murphy and gone with like um gone with like uh, aarons maybe on on the left and i i know that we get trapped into this thing of because we haven't seen a player in a while we we ramp up how good he is in our heads but aarons at the very least Gives you blinding pace down the wings. So if you've got like if you've got that pace available to you, and you kind of you play quite deep, long balls into that corner, into the the man who's right back corner, and play with like Mitrovic up front, who can you know hold up the ball and stuff like that. So I, I get why he went four four two. If it's if it's just because of what he's got available at the minute. I,
3: but I think he, players. I think, sorry,
2: I think he. You may be right on that, but it would have been nice to see Aaron's. But it is about four injuries since we've last seen him play. So yeah. I don't know yeah. if he does have blinding pace anymore. I'm sure he does. No, um, that's that's fair. The... Let's go back to how we all felt about 30 minutes, 35 minutes into the game. I th- I thought we were, whatever system we were playing, I thought it was working terrifically. I guess mm. on reflection, Man United were really not at their, be- their best. But And uh, I, I'm although we were 1-0 up, I'm sure if you'd asked me at that time whether I had to bet, I would have still uh, said that a uh, man you win was the most likely outcome. I thought we were yeah. doing very well. The yeah. first yeah. third of the game was terrifically enjoyable to watch. Well, we
3: played uncharacteristically, attackingly. I we think did, regardless yeah. of the even formation... Al- even
2: after scoring that goal, there was yeah. no like oh, we need to hold on to this.
3: But I think if you look at the way we've played every game, even at home against Crystal Palace, we've been deep and just had bodies behind the ball and counter-attacked. Yeah. And yeah. I think there were possibly there was a feeling that that's just not getting us the goals and we have to attack. But I think the one game where that sort of conservative approach would have possibly done better over 90 minutes is this one. But it was good to see yeah, how good we looked going forward.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Even if we, because of who we had available, I don't think that the 4 1 would have got a much better result. Just bear in mind that, like, the man you side that we faced is is better than the man you side that, um, majority of the, the teams who faced them, um, have come up against. Because Pogba was black. And, geez, like, Pogba was incredible in the second half. He was absolutely superb. And that's, that's, kind of the, the the big difference between the two the two teams I mean Pogba and Lukaku cost as much as our last twenty three signings put together, so it's just that we're not in the same like we're not in the same galaxy as, as manu when it comes to the the talent that they've got on display i mean Martial's uses a bloody impact sub. And he, co- I can't remember how much he cost, but I think it was like 40 million, 50 million, something ridiculous like that. Like we just, we couldn't compete. Um, but I think we
3: made it very easy for them in terms of the, the formation we lined up with and our approach, our attacking approach.
2: It did feel like in the second half, it felt like if you're playing as a child, if you're playing a game against your dad, and yeah. then there's a moment where he goes, oh, fuck this. And decides <laughs> to use all of his ability to destroy. Competitive down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't think like because there was uh, there was a, a bit of um, concern on Twitter and on on like various social medias, but I don't think there's a great deal of shame for a, a newly promoted side to lose four one at Manu. I mean, we're the first. I think we're the first team to score it. At Old Trafford, I think in I think.
3: open play since something like New yeah. Year's Day, I think.
1: Yeah, and and you're right, Paul. We did look we did look good going forward in attacking, and I think against lesser sides, I think um, that formation could well work. Certainly, if we've got you know our first choice um, first choice team out, because I think part of our problem at the back was a lack of leadership. I think when LaSalle gets back, it, it'll be we'll be much better off.
2: Hopefully. Uh Dwight Gale got a goal and I thought it was a very good performance from Dwight Gale. Yeah, he looked sharp, mm-hmm. which he hasn't in the Premier League for us. Do we agree that he, he's now sort of he's got himself a starting place in the team now, really, surely? Even if it was four two three one that we went back yeah. to do we not think that maybe he would be um I'd like taking to see Pereira's it. as his place?
3: Oh, I don't know. Well, I think Perez offers you more defensively. It's that yeah. trade-off. There is a balance of our team. I think if you have Gale and Hosselu, we'll defend less at the front.
1: I, I think what it shows is that. Yeah, I think what it shows is that Gail can score in the Premier League if he, if he's, you know, if we can get the ball to him and give him opportunities, um, he, he he can score. I, I still don't think he's going to get. Seven, eight goals. If he if he gets better than that, I'll be surprised. Um, but I would say perhaps instead of playing P- Perez in the number ten role, pushing someone like uh, Marino further forward and using him not as a creative outlet um, as a number ten traditionally is, but using him as that like high up the field harasser who's good technically and who can link up play. Um, maybe give that a go and do the four-two-three-one because I think with Marino behind him, Gale could work. Um, but I don't think that would be the right way to go if we were playing like a big man up front. Because I think with a big man up front, you'd need like uh, like somebody with, with a bit more um, like I don't know, like pace about him and a little bit more uh, quicker acceleration stuff like that than Marino has. Right. Okay.
2: Well, food for thought. Um, uh, because my brain's gone blank we're now going to go through a break there's more, but, but there's more to say about uh, Saturday's game against Man United and then of course there's a lot to say about the takeover it's happening guys it's happening it's all happening
1: it's all happening
2: we'll be back after this break I don't know who it's sponsored by but if Newcastle United United's being taken over, I'm assuming it's sponsored by I don't know, the Sultan of Brunei. <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's he plugging? Just I don't know. He's just
2: plugging wood. now that i demo, now that we're all loaded, I imagine he's he's plugging private play, private <laughs> jets. We're all gonna get just, <laughs> does this work as a as a rhetorical device? I mean, In a way, I said, I'm going with the idea that because we're getting taken over, we're all going to be loaded, all <laughs> Newcastle fans, and we're all going to get private jets. Okay, so go with me on that, and yeah. you'll get a lot more. Dave's
3: already got the car.
2: Dave's already yeah. got the car. He's got a doubt. Da- Dave's already had a little bit of the first down payment from the war chest. <laughs> and uh, we'll have. Uh, a little bit more on the Man United game and then a lot more along this <laughs> <God>. <laughs> tenuous theme <laughs> after this break. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Oh, well, that all got a little bit silly and it will again in a minute, but we must go back to the Man United game because there is some more to say. Jacob Murphy got a start. Yeah. Mm. He looks like a puppet, doesn't he, Paul? He
3: does look like a puppet. You pointed this out in the pub where we watched it and once you've had that pointed out to you, you can't really see him as anything else.
1: Dave?
2: Jacob Murphy? That's my thoughts on Jacob Murphy. (laughs)
1: i I thought he had an okay game, I think um it's it's what I've been saying for ages where like- pl- players who are coming on for the final six or seven minutes in a game you can't really tell what they're going to be like in the Premier League because they're coming up against either tight situations or they're coming up against like games that are already won or lost, so it's hard to really see how they'll they'll perform at that level. I thought he had a decent game against a very, very good side, and I think that he he certainly deserves another shot. Um, decent technically, hasn't got a great amount of pace. Like it's not the amount of pace where you you you'd put that list at that as one of his major attributes, but nah, I thought you'd give him another shot, no harm. In general
2: he's always struck me as someone who looks very, very frightened. But now, now that I've decided that he, I, I thought he was just very nervous playing for Newcastle in the Premier League. Um but now that I've decided he looks like a puppet. I think he just <laughs> happens to look like a puppet. So maybe he's not Maybe he's not nervous. Maybe he just looks like I a puppet. I think the
3: the slight problem with him and why people seem to get on his back a bit more is he loses possession where it looks like there's no need to, in the same way that Perez does a lot of the time. But I think his movement yeah. looked really good against Manu. It's nice to have a player who's unafraid to run the opposition. Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence that Yedlin was getting a lot more space with Murphy playing ahead of him.
2: Sure, Yedlin had a good game, um, made the goal, uh, has certainly got pace in bags. But Jacob Murphy, oh, okay. I don't know how good his decision making is at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, not great. It was. He looked like he had a point to make, and he was intent on making that by scoring. Taking, scoring. Um, once he was in the final third he didn't seem that good at looking for the pass but you know fair enough it's early days, he's young and he looks like a puppet which must have been hard (laughs) (laughs) I suppose any of us can look like a puppet doesn't it, it depends what the puppet looks like if the puppet looks like Jacob Murphy then Jacob Murphy looks like a puppet yeah Of other players like
3: puppets but there's not many come to mind (laughs) Lee (laughs) Hendry
2: Did he look like a puppet? Yeah, Leandro looked like a puppet. Well, Raheem Sterling well-known... runs
1: like he's <laughs> runs like he's attached to strings. That's yeah, true. You ever seen? Yeah,
2: he's a marionette. He's Raheem. Yeah. Sterling runs like he's... What you
3: can't see is Sheikh Mansour above the stadium with giant strings attached to <laughs> yeah, his limbs.
2: <laughs> Raheem Sterling um, is literally Thunderbirds yeah. with a much better budget. <laughs> I feel like I there should be to, a player
3: um, that looks like one of the Dolmio family, but none of them are coming to mind.
1: Um,
2: Aaron, Ren- I to- Aaron Lennon also runs like, runs
1: like a puppet, yeah. <laughs> are we sticking with the puppet chat? No, yeah.
2: sorry. No, like, we'll,
3: <laughs> we'll, um, so that's what this podcast is, puppet chat,
2: isn't it? No, we're gonna now <laughs> going to move past the, our uh, long-running feature, uh, puppet <laughs> chat, and we're going to move on to whatever Dave wants to talk about. Go.
1: I just wanted to whole Javier Manquillo over the coals. Oh, I thought really? he yeah, had an absolute shitter of a game. Yeah, I mean, I know he's up against a very good side, but ah, uh, he was—he was. His limitations were laid bare. They and were coming
3: I at think, us down our left all game, really weren't oh,
1: they? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's why uh, Richie was put on the left to start with. Um. To, to try and give Manquillo a little bit of extra cover because with Yedlin's pace he can make a mistake and catch up with it mm. but with uh, Manquilo was just just highlights um, I never thought I'd say this like getting Domit back because I think for all he's limited young Paul Dummett, I still think he's he's got a, a wiser head on his shoulders and he wouldn't make as many silly positional errors that as Manquillo did
2: I'm into him yeah
3: I do think as well it'd be nice to see him Mbemba giving another go at left-back. I don't think yeah, he did much yeah, worse. Right. Mankio's looked sort of 6 out of 10 for a lot of games, but I think teams will target us down their right side. Are now. we
2: starting to say what Sunderland fans were saying about Mankio? Where we were like, oh, but he only played a few games for them. But
3: I don't think he looks... I mean, he looked... Poor against Manu, but he's been a solid squad player for us this season, which is all you mm. want, really. Handy to have. Yeah, he's filled in well for Dummett, but.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody was particularly excited about signing Manquilo, and when he signed, I think everybody thought, like we're saying, that's ah, one for the squad. You know, it's not like.
3: I didn't sleep for two days when I heard we'd signed him. I was on fender. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody saw me for two I was out partying. <laughs> That was it, was Screaming Mankeo at the sky, and we've got him.
2: <laughs> you've been like that since um, you got your GMVQ. Even
3: there. I went absolutely mental when we signed him.
2: Yeah. You've been like that since you've got your GMVQ in, in hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> they were two of the biggest days of my life. Yeah. So, um, the, that was a joke, no one will get. I mean, it was just. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've got a new <laughs> thing where I analyse the, the... Yeah,
3: live, anal- <laughs> live analysis of the things you've just said. It's, yeah.
2: yeah, it's basically player cam. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do we have anything more about, to say about the Man United game before we move on?
3: I think Not generally... Really. That's probably the hardest game we'll have this season, that or Man City away. So we shouldn't get too despondent. And we, enough, were, yeah. we were deservedly ahead and the better team for some of the game.
2: They've got this thing <clears throat> about scoring four goals, man, you haven't
3: they? they either score yeah. one or they score four. I think that game specifically felt like games of old against Man City where Yaya Toure would decide he just couldn't be bothered to wait to score anymore and just run through our middle. It's sort all of mm. had that similar men against
2: boys feel yeah. at times. It's like when Ian yeah. Botham used to play cricket with his kids in the garden. That's what he <laughs> talked about he always, he always said that he always just played. <laughs> <laughs> really? he, he just played. <laughs> he was a terrible <laughs> parent because it, they, because they had to learn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's basically then, what you I mean, I mean, did to
2: <laughs> us in the second half. That like Ian Botham does. Yeah, but that I mean, Ian still... Botham in us
3: could. Be slang for sending a dick pic on Twitter. <laughs> he also did that.
1: I mean, we're still just a very good championship side. You know, we're not. I don't think we're we're.
2: But very good very championship good... sides get promoted to the Premier League. So mm. that's we were eleventh yeah. in the Premier League. I think we're there are
3: there are nine teams deservedly below us at the moment. So it's
2: but we're not going to be a very good championship side for much longer. We're about to be the best team in the world because we're (laughs) because we're getting taken over yeah looks like it or are we or are we we've had a formal bid this is where we stand right we've had a formal bid at the time of recording we had a formal bid at the beginning of the week uh, from Amanda Staveley and her great big band of invisible men behind it that we know nothing about
3: the Stavelets
2: Stay, uh, yeah, this, Amanda Stavely and the Stavelets have put in a £300 million bid. Um, I got to learn a little bit my, about Amanda Staveley this week. Uh, she went to Cambridge University, left early. To, to set start, up a restaurant in Newmarket. Rest- <laughs> restaurant in Newmarket. I'm assuming that restaurant went very well. <laughs> because... Well, they uh, had a timeline of it on
3: Sky Sports News, and the next thing after the restaurant was brokering the deal for Shake Mansoor. Exactly, he eating
2: in there? Like, how did how did setting up a restaurant in Newmarket go straight to uh, brokering major major deals? I tell you, what, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but the
3: picture of Amanda Staveley that does the rounds, especially, she does look a little like a puppet. And we know (laughs) Sheikh Mansour has formed for puppetry.
2: This Is this about to be a new conspiracy theory along the lines of David Icke thinking that everyone in (laughs) control are lizards? Yeah. These are puppets perhaps being controlled by the lizards. I don't know. I'm
3: just saying if she does a press conference after buying us, she should be made
2: to walk through a hoop to make sure there's no (laughs) 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 Right. Uh, Okay. But, right. So it's It's a formal bid. The yeah. latest news I hear is that there may be another bid by the end of the week, uh because yeah. you know there's they have to all the documents have to go through. they have to like mm. apparently the printer isn't working. actually obviously they need to go to the library to print it out. <laughs> <laughs> all of that's going on.
3: but the first bid was turned down as well that should be said.
2: It yeah, Was officially then, turned down, was it? Okay. Well, it seems to yeah. have been rebuffed. Yeah. So on Football yeah. Manager, they've basically gone to back to suggested terms. Is it? It's in. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's in the negotiation. But um,
1: then the I mean nobody oh, the first the first bid was always going to get rejected uh, because nobody goes in with their their best bid first. You, you try and broker a deal. Yeah. Exactly. I think because. Um, Ashley's valuation of Newcastle United is something like four hundred million and but nobody, nobody's gonna pay four hundred million and I think that's for him that's like a it's just like a, a a sticker price. he's putting it on because he knows somebody's gonna come in with a lower bid, but that gives him a, a higher starting point. So she's come in with three hundred um and frankly I think the the, the, the deal will be struck below three fifty. Because I just don't think the club's worth that much money, and I do think Ashley wants to sell. So I think the the deal, I think the deal will happen, but I just I, I can't see it. Like can't see it going for anything like he's asking for. I just find
2: it. I find I do find it amusing, entertaining the idea that we have any idea, yeah, what, <laughs> what it's worth,
1: but. Yeah. Well, there was a <clears throat> there was a thing in the I think it was the Telegraph about the evaluation of the club, and it takes into account the assets like the players and the stadium and all, all the facilities and the deals like the sponsorship deals and stuff like that. And it, it said around £290 two hundred ninety million, two hundred eighty million. Mm-hmm. It's about right for the assets and stuff. But then you've got to look in the optic. Like if somebody with a bit of ambition takes over Newcastle United. Yeah, we've spoken about it before. Like the opportunities to build the marketing arm and the, um, the the commercial side of the revenue is huge for a club like Newcastle. It's it's an untapped theme. So north of three hundred million sounds about right to me, but way south of four hundred million.
3: I think as well. The problem is we're all hoping Mike Ashley will make good decisions and use logic. But there's not much history of that. The other problem with trying to value the club at the moment is the value of our club is widely different depending on whether Mike Ashley's in charge or not. Because so I think if he's yeah. in charge, Benitez isn't there and we're much more in danger of relegation and it almost wipes £100 million off. But yeah. If he isn't Which in is charge, the, n- the
1: value is higher. Exactly. So that that kind of backs up my thing that he needs to sell now is because Newcastle United's stock is unlikely to ever be higher than it is now under Mike Ashley. Because right now, we've got Rafa Benitez. We're 11th in the table. with 14 points from 12. We've got interested parties around us. The TV deals are ridiculous at the minute. We've got a good chance. He's got a good chance of making a profit on this. If he doesn't sell and doesn't back Rafa Benitez in the window, then we might go down. And if we go down the club, Immediately takes a huge hit on its value because it's not getting the the the, um, the TV deal. If we if we yo-yoed like that, we wouldn't get the same kind of parachute payments that we received last time. So we'd be even worse off financially. But like most importantly, Rafa would be gone, and there goes one of the biggest things. So if and if in comes actually, Tony Pulis.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> what no, I can't. worry would happen.
1: But only if only if only if he doesn't sell. Like, if he doesn't sell and then Rafa goes and then he brings in a Tony Pulis or something like that, we'll still take a huge hit on the value of it. And if he wanted to sell it, he's just lost out for, for the sake of, like, 20 million or however much. He, he'd he lose more than that by the reduction in the value of the property by not selling but it But if there's now.
3: someone with the form where you'd say, I could see that person being stupid enough to do that,
2: it is Mike Ashley. I think it it's... You make a very good case that we're, we're never going to be more valuable under Mike Ashley, and hopefully, common sense will prevail. Mm. Personally, I think Mike Ashley's appointment suggests that he wouldn't employ someone like Tony Peders because actually, that would make far too much sense. People <laughs> are more likely to employ someone like Tim Sherwood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh,. What I heard on Sky Sports News is they knocked out the little fact they were like Amanda Staveley's got this. It's it's a Dubai-based consortium. consortium. It's So dodgy, isn't it? The whole mm. thing. It's like so. It's a Dubai-based consortium. So whatever it is, it's it's some kind of morally uh, wrong uh, regime behind it all. But that's fine. It's a Dubai-based consortium with. Uh, twenty-eight billion pounds available. That where where has that figure come from? It like, well, no, I, I think, guess it I mean means that it's a consortium where like their combined assets yeah. total that. Yeah. But that's not what they're prepared to put in. No, 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 no. But, uh, but yeah, but, like, exactly. let's just but let's just assume that's true. We've got they want to buy every player in the world. We've got twenty-eight billion, <laughs> and then once. Once we've all got our BMWs, um, what I mean—that's exciting, isn't it? What's going to happen? Are we about? Are we about to be like Man City? Is that what's about to happen?
1: I don't think so. I think that we'll be we'll be taken over by if we're taken over and it is by this PCP partners or whatever they're called. Oh yeah, they're called um, PCP. Yeah, which
2: is. <laughs> Uh, uh, name
1: for drug, angel dust,
2: isn't it? It's, a, it's something you hear more about in the states than here. You don't hear about yeah. PCP so much here. I, I'm always asking my dealer. <laughs> 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 when are you going to get something that like PCP? I think the, But they talk about it in the states, and when whenever like someone gets shot by the police, there'll be some rumor going around like, "Well, he was on PCP." Oh. Which yeah. implies that you're just allowed to shoot people when they're on PCP. Sorry, I didn't mean Um, to get into American racial politics.
1: (laughs) But but I think um, we'll... So if we're taken over by this partnership, then I I can't imagine they're going to suddenly throw... How much does it cost to get Man City where they are now? What, a billion quid? Yeah. That sounds about right. A, we can't do that because of FFP. B, even if they do spend a billion quid, that would be... Um, no guarantee of any kind of success because we're also going up against Chelsea who've spent probably spent a billion. Man U, I would be surprised if they hadn't spent a billion. And then you've got teams like Arsenal, Liverpool and, and Spurs who've spent a lot of money but have benefited from always being you know, around about the Champions League spot so they've got that cash there. For us to suddenly usurp six or seven of them, no, I, I can't see that happening. I think what we'll do is we'll expand the that group at the top of the league from a top six or seven to a top seven or eight. You know what I mean? Like Because they, they never used to talk about Spurs in, in the title and they always used to say like, oh, the big four and then the big five and I remember when it was the big two when it was Man U and um, Arsenal at the top two and all the rest of it. Now it's suddenly like the six clubs up there who could yeah. legitimately go for the title at any time. I think, I think if you get could... a
3: big if you get a big takeover now and have billions pumped into you, that just means you can effectively get to the top table, as in you can be yeah. one of six or seven teams.
2: Well, we'll see. We've been over this ground a fair bit already, and I imagine we'll do yeah. it another
1: 20 times before we eventually <laughs> don't
2: get taken over.
1: Um, Can I just just for um just for like old time's sake, what percentage are you that we'll get taken over before, let's say, before the January window opens?
2: Before it opens, um, yes. Uh, it. I
1: reckon
2: I'm two thirty sixty 666 percent that we will get taken over before the January window. Well. I think that we will get taken over. So I guess before the January window, then I'll say forty percent.
1: Okay, Paul, ten percent. I think. Oh, interesting. Before the window, yeah. See, I, I'm I'm pretty much the same as Fergus. I think I, I am pretty like I'm very confident that we'll be taken over, but for it to be for it to go through in time for it to um, for us to benefit in the January window. Now nah, I'm about. Forty, forty-five percent, because I can just see it like dragging out. But I could see the the the, the suitors that are trying to buy it put, putting money aside to fund the purchase of new players. It just won't be whatever their budget is. It won't be a massive amount.
2: We'll see. Well, then it'll all get into it'll be it'll become incredibly important whether we survive. Like it isn't. Yeah. Always. But if as soon as we, if we get through the January transfer window without getting taken over, then I expect there'll be a lot of we'll wait and see.
3: Yeah. I mean, the annoying thing with Ashley, if he had any sense, he'd realise not selling as soon as he can, the value of the club can really only depreciate between now and the end of the season.
2: We'll yeah. see. Listen, we're going to have to uh, wrap up pretty soon, but I'll just rattle through some, uh, some interaction from our uh, extensive fan base. Uh, on Twitter, Thomas Burkhan says in the evidence of the last two games, would you stick to 442 or avert to four, one We sort of recovered this, covered this, but our next game is against Watford. Uh, do we think that we should go back to 4, two, three1 or stick with 442 against Watford? Briefly, please go.
1: With Merino backyard switch. You twe-
2: OK, right. There's your answer. You've already covered that, Paul.
3: Yeah, 4-2-3-1 for me.
2: With Marino in the number 10 slot?
3: Uh, no, I'd go Marino,
2: Shelby. Marino, Shelby. Perez, uh, and uh, P- Perez. And then Hosselu. Or Gale. 50-50, really. I'd like to see Gale. Yeah, I'd like to see Gale, even though uh, supposedly, supposedly smarter tactical football heads than us know that that won't work. Dave always sounds like he knows the most... About football, but anyone who's involved in the uh, Newcastle Natter uh, League for fantasy football will know that uh, Dave talks a good game, but does not have a great fantasy football team. It's, I don't. It's really bad. You've
1: got. It's because I, I always got, forget to like update it or anything after the first month or so.
2: You've got Ann in the middle. You've got. It's. Yeah, it's not great. Oh,
1: yeah, you don't, you don't pick, like, a central midfielder for central midfield unless he's a goal scorer. Similarly, you shouldn't buy centre-halves. You should always buy fullbacks because they're more likely to provide assists.
3: Dave,
2: you're giving advice sure. to two people above you in the league. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I to, was To a listenership of think, people above you think in the it's league. important to people put people in. Well, I didn't mean by that you're playing him in the wrong position in midfield. He should be out on the wing. <laughs> what I meant was, he seems to be your, like, Big, <laughs> your big midfielder, and doesn't play anyway. Mum, all right. Anyway, uh, Nixon twenty fourteen, which I'm only just considering what that Twitter name means. It's, I don't understand. Is that a, is this a Russian bot? <laughs> Nixon twenty fourteen says, "Do you think Raffle will walk if the club is not sold?" I would like to think not, but if he gets nothing to spend in January, things may turn sour. Just a I'd agree response. with that. Do we that we definitely all agree that that's a high possibility? But do we think it'll actually happen if the sale falls uh, through mm. and the general transfer window is over and Rafa gets a half decent offer from somewhere? Is it goodbye, Rafa?
3: I think if the club's taken off the market and money isn't invested in the squad then definitely
1: yeah 100% where I'm at
2: and then uh, Bedford Mag has got a series of questions
1: um, is he making full use of the 280 characters he is it's worrying
2: I yeah. mean, like we've got like 3 questions from other listeners and then 8 from Bedford Mag <laughs> 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 nothing wrong with providing questions there's nothing wrong with providing questions Quick fire round: What colour bin is it this week?
1: It's black, so it's bottles. It's black. All
2: oh, right, okay, I understand. Okay, good. Does Rafa have to put his own bins out? Probably not. He's probably got an assistant. Has Paul? I mean, does his assistant put bins out? I reckon he gets one of his kids to do it as part of a lesson about. Uh,
3: I think he has them doing it very tactically as well, so they're out at the last yeah. minute. I imagine
2: they've got a very good system going. Yeah. Has Paul got his cock ripping pants off ready for the takeover? Not yet.
3: I'm Not still yet. I'm still in the skeptical side. Okay. Having said that, you
2: are unbuckling your belt <laughs> as I speak. <laughs> uh why is Fergus saying that bit at the start of the Natter through gritted teeth? I don't know what he means. Does he mean the yeah, bit? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You were in a
3: very different place when you recorded that. Yeah. You were a different guy.
2: I'm a complex man. You were on PCP (laughs) at the time as well. Let's just say, genuinely, a fair amount of my income comes from voiceover for uh, adverts. And uh, because I don't get paid for that, I deliberately do it shit. (laughs) 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 And... uh, Oh, Bedford Bank says, who is Rafa going to buy first?
1: Not who, but what Michelle
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Breaking news on Sky Sports News now. Long lens footage of her turning up at the training ground. Michelle Fife When you've got
2: unlimited funds... <laughs>
3: And a really eighties list of Tibet. <laughs> yeah. A <And> red Ferrari, <laughs>
2: Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, man. <laughs> Why not? Just gonna buy he's gonna buy everyone a trip to Disneyland. Who would you buy now? If you could. If it if I could buy any player in the world right now. Well, realistic for if we had a cash injection. Oh, we've done this, but like I mean define realistic because, you know, is Gareth Bale realistic? He wouldn't be who I pick, by the way, because of injuries. But like, someone's probably going to buy him at some point. Mm. Who is re- like? What's our budget? Is a hundred million? Are we going to spend a hundred million on a player? Probably not. What is realistic, Paul? I don't know. I don't know. Torres.
3: Yeah. No.
2: No. Could- I think we could do with a striker in January. Yeah. I think it was mentioned on a previous pod, Olivier Giroud, and that was enough to get me excited. Yeah.
3: Yeah. decent keeper
2: just depends what kind of like but if you're asking who would be our Rubino which I think we've asked him on a yeah. previous pod I would want someone a bit more exciting than Olivier Giroud I mean I'd, like someone like Benzema would be a would I don't be, think we're going to be, just be just, I'm just level, doing a, carb, but yeah. a ca- carbon copy of someone who's like possibly out of favour at Real Madrid <laughs> yeah um, so yeah I don't know Cavani.
1: Edison Cavani. Good chance. Yeah. I, I
3: think I the think problem is we've all option- had the ambition driven out as a, driven out of us over the years that when it comes time to think of an ambitious best-case scenario for the club, it's impossible. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: You know, there was a time when we bought, I know it was a completely different world, where we bought... Probably the world's most wanted striker in Alan Shearer. That summer, yeah. the most world's wanted spot striker was probably Alan Shearer and for a world record him. fee as well. For isn't a it? world record fee of fifteen million pounds, I know the game has gone insane since. But
1: yeah, and, so, we, and we, 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 yeah, we could do it, but I. I I think that, to be honest, we've said before. Where I, I don't think Rafa Benitez would buy a, like a marquee signing just to just to put us on the map. I think he'd buy what we need to do to finish fifth. Mm. You know, not this season, obviously, but like next season, yeah. He, he'd buy a bunch of players that can all play a certain way, and he's got faith in them. And yeah, and ninety percent of them we probably wouldn't be able to pick out of a lineup, but I trust them who
3: knows what does excite me is if a takeover does happen before the window a few signings in then there's still the chance of a decent FA Cup run with a much better that's a good shout
1: yeah 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 ooh imagine that takeover FA Cup win oh oh I might have to might have to hang up the phone and go (laughs) to my masturbatorium
2: I think we should buy the Van Basten (laughs)
1: Yeah. I think we should buy um, Patrick Clivert's son from Ajax. Mm. Have
3: you we been playing football manager me. by any chance? Yeah, <laughs> I have. <laughs> I'd like to think it's realistic, but I've played. I've started a game as Newcastle. I'm second in the Premier League and about 10 points ahead of third. I don't know third, what so it is I do not.
2: wrong. Immediately, every time I do it, all my players hate me. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, bottom of whatever league I'm in. I'm like... I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe it's because I can't you don't buy a Yasmin you <laughs> <players> do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right.
1: Just don't buy... Every, like Everybody makes the same mistake and as soon as they take over a club, they want to spend a load of like whatever they've got left in the transfer budget. Just don't. It's not don't what do I that. Do,
2: Dave. I do, I do whatever, whatever everyone tells me to do. and It always goes <laughs> wrong. <laughs>
1: Well, maybe if you just
2: shake. Everyone else is taking Torquay United into the Champions League semi-finals. All right, we're going to wrap up. I would like to take a moment now to thank uh, you, Dave Watson.
1: Thanks, Fergus.
2: For joining us. Thank you, Paul Doolan. Thank you very much. Uh, we haven't, well, done, before, we haven't we, predicted we scores for Watford, but I've got the uh, producer slash engineer in my ear about finishing I think we've rattled on somewhat
3: quick score predictions go on
2: quick
1: Dave 1-0 to
2: us 1-0 to us Paul 2-1 Watford 2-1 Watford that sounds realistic to me but I'm gonna split the difference and go 1-1 but
1: traditional secret, but
2: secretly I think Paul's right it? it'll be 2-1 Watford and uh <laughs> But thank you very much to both of you. Thank you to you, the Newcastle N- Natta listener. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes and do all of that. My name is Focus Craig. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye.
0: Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Plus.